Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Teamwork A Better Way podcast. I, I'm, I'm taking over just for a moment for my, my co-host, Christian Napier. Christian, how are you? I'm doing well. I am doing well, and uh, I've never been so happy to see you, Spencer, honestly. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Christian, I know normally you do the intros, but we need to get right to our guest because we have, listen, when you have this high-powered of a guest as we have on, we need to, we need to take all that time to talk about him. But um, Absolutely, absolutely. We saw him speak at the NSA Mountain West chapter a couple of weeks ago, and for me, it was a revelation. So I am so happy to have him on here today with us, Spencer. Me too. Go ahead and introduce him. Yes, absolutely. So our, our guest today is Richard Bliss, and he is a LinkedIn expert and, and really one of the top voices and influencers in, in the social media world. And what I mean by that, major corporations, executive CEOs, they, they hire him to kind of straighten up what, what they're getting wrong in the social media world. And, and I thought I was pretty, you know, Richard, when we met at the chapter, I was asking a lot of questions like, oh, no, here's another one of these guys that thinks they know what social media is all about. But he was so patient with me. I had no clue all the stuff that I was doing wrong. And I mean, the, the relationship part I understood, but how to how to get it the way it, it can be done. Richard totally opened that up to us. And so he, he helps really executives improve their communication on social media, but also how they connect and, and create relationships and conversations. And that's something we're going to tie into this whole theme of, of teamwork here in a moment. But helping people build their platforms in terms of their business, their vision, their strategy, their mission, really getting it out in a way that people can hear and engage with. And that's, I think, so important in today's world. He's a former executive vice president of marketing for 18 years. He's an award-winning planner and technology. That's really where he got started and is consulting in this technology industry uh, and his background. And, and so learning how to collaborate with you know, cloud computing, and he, with all of his experience, he's able to, to go on places like CNN, GMA, other media, major media outlets. And, and so he shifted his attention to social media when he found that this uh, the podcast, Finding the Dream, which really helped him understand the potential of what's going on here. And so today he continues to empower others through his weekly newsletter and podcast and reaching over 45,000 subscribers. So we're so happy to have you, Richard. Welcome. I'm sorry I was slobbering a little bit all, all over you there. I'm not used to, to that kind of enthusiasm. I say, right? Just go ahead. All right. You're doing good. So we'll clean it up. There we go. Splash on my glasses. <laughs> Spencer, it's a pleasure to be here. Christian, so good to meet you. Uh, you were one of the few, you know, almost the only uh, opportunity I've had since the pandemic to be in front of a crowd and an audience in an auditorium. It's been, it was a great experience. We spent, we spent seven hours together, didn't we, Spencer? It was, uh, it was a, a, a lot of communication and a lot of sharing. And that's what I really like about these in-person events. Yeah, yes. And, and I have pages and pages of notes. I actually stopped writing and started recording and transcribed. I haven't even looked at them. I just haven't had, had time, but um, we're so grateful to have you. Now, I would love for our listeners to just share some of the nuggets that, that you have shared about how making this platform, and now, specifically when I talk about the platform, I talk about LinkedIn, and that is how do we make it work for us, and what are we doing wrong? Let's start with that, and then we'll transition to this teamwork theme. 
So what are we doing wrong? What we are doing wrong can easily be boiled down to we are taking our success. Are we still good? No, we're good. I'm just switching, putting you on screen there. There we go. Oh, there we go. All right. (laughs) What we're doing is that we are treating LinkedIn as if we are simply porting over behaviors from the other social media platforms and just treating it like every other platform. And it's not. And that was, I think, some of the things that we covered. Is And so what we're doing wrong is that we're thinking that, well, I crushed it on Instagram and I was having success on Facebook. So how hard can it be? I'll just go over to LinkedIn. And here's what happens. And Spencer, you've exhibited, uh, experienced this as well, is that when you port over those behaviors that we've learned on the other social media platforms, LinkedIn becomes a ghost town. It becomes a crickets. We, And then I have heard so often, why do I even bother? I'm not getting anything on LinkedIn. And then, and you witnessed it, with a few small adjustments and a reshifting of our focus on how we approach the purpose of LinkedIn, we can see spectacular results. In that one session that you and I and Christian were at, we saw an individual at the beginning of my presentation volunteer to make a post on LinkedIn, right? And it wasn't anything spectacular. It was Jody. She sat down, she wrote it out. And then we all, I wasn't included, but the rest of you participated in the conversation with her as I presented. And if we recall at the end of an hour, her post on LinkedIn had garnered more than a thousand people looking at that post and people engaging with it and talking about it simply because we shifted the way that we thought about using the platform away from our Instagram, Facebook, and t- Twitter habits to this. And so that's the overall. Now, there were some very specifics there, but that was, in general, the biggest thing that I educated that audience and what we're going to talk about today yeah, is how to stop stop doing that. You looked at my Instagram feed. You, you, you did a little bit of homework. You probably don't remember because yeah. you see so many, but one of the things you were kind of like chiding me on, well, it looks like you've got a couple of hundred uh, views on this post, maybe a couple of hundred here. And, and yeah, that's about normal. It, you know, we think, well, that's really good. So when I started using your methodology, I did a post and it's been three weeks from t- uh, today to the day I, I posted and we followed your methodology. And t- today we have almost 7,000 views on this one, one post. I hate to tell people that I asked somebody the other day, how well did your post do? And they said, oh, I get 300, uh, you know, I'm thinking, wow, 300 to 400,000. That's awesome. That's, I mean, that's spectacular. (laughs) No, no, three to 400. I'm like, I I tried a hot total and that's good. And, but somebody pointed out to me, um, just because I was doing a presentation for the NSA chapter this past week on, uh, for the national. And they said, look, if I can get in front of a hundred people, that's awesome. And yet you just reinforce the fact that if you make some small changes, you can get in front of thousands of people and that LinkedIn is so much more powerful than all of the other social media platforms combined. Yeah, but wait a minute. I'm an Instagram influencer. Come on. Yeah. I, I, I am, I, I'm really big on Facebook and Twitter. Right. And then I gave you a few tips and suddenly all of that got dwarfed with a single post. And it's replicable, right? You can do it again and you can turn around and do it again. And so it's not a secret. It's simply an adjustment for us to think about. So where do you want to go from this? You want me to give some uh, specifics on what some people could do? Christian, what do you think? I mean, I I, I think we need to know what we're doing wrong and what's not working. Yeah. Uh, In the limited time that we have, maybe you point out the 
the three things that we're doing wrong and what are the three things that we should be doing that's really going to turn it around for us? Start with that. Do that. That'll work. How much time do we have? Till the top of the hour? No, you know, we have uh, probably a half an hour from now. Okay, let's, uh, let's just keep it concise then. Yeah. Rule number one, understand what LinkedIn is trying to get you to do. Their algorithm is trying to drive a single kind of behavior and we are failing to follow those rules. And yet when we stumble upon it or, or somebody shows us, it, it's like a flower opening up and blossoming. So here's the first thing that we're failing to do. And that is we're failing to understand that LinkedIn is looking for our content to start a conversation. Number one, did your content start a conversation? And so often our content is not, not to be rude, but it's a dumping ground of our marketing material. Hope LinkedIn is looking for us to start a conversation, not to use their platform as a dumping ground for our marketing content. And, and so often we think of social media as a, the old television, oh, I'm going to throw a bunch of ads, but we're not paying for them. We're just posting content. And that that content then suddenly becomes useful to people by default. No, that's not what's happening. So first of all, stop just simply posting and dumping content on LinkedIn. Instead, start a conversation. Number two, because a conversation is so important, copying other people's conversations will fail. And what I mean by that is there's a button at the bottom of a post called share. When you click that share button, so if you see a post that Spencer put out and I like it, I'm going to click the share button to put it in front of my audience. LinkedIn's like, no, you didn't add any value. You simply copied one person's conversation and moved it onto your feed. That is not valuable. You did not start a conversation. You copied a conversation. I do that. I do that all the time. And then people take mine and, and it actually waters it down because it's not, we're not having a concentrated discussion. It's actually, it, it, it's actually spreading the conversation out. Yeah. And some people would hear you say that and say, yeah, isn't that what we want to do? We want to spread it out to a wider audience, but LinkedIn's algorithm is saying, no, you're, you're diluting it and you're not bringing people to the conversation itself. You're simply copying the conversation and LinkedIn will not reward you for that. They will hot when you click the share button and add a little bit of text and context. Well, once you do that, LinkedIn will hide that shared post from 95 to 99% of your connections, flat out hide it because you are duplicating a conversation that's already there and they don't want to pollute the stream. They're like, look, participate in the conversation or go start your own. Well, then people ask, well, why am I, what's the purpose of that share button? There are techniques. I do this in a more advanced training on how to use that share button, but I'm going to tell people right now. If you have the choice of sharing or commenting, comment. The share button is wasting your time. Don't even talk to, talk to us about how to comment because I've actually taken your suggestions because people will see my comment in my feed. They will see your comment in their feed. In, in their feed. Okay. And yeah, yes. got it. So what, and we call these Facebook comments. Great job. Well done. I agree. Thanks for sharing. Right. So think about this. If I was to put at the bottom of our, uh, our conversation right now, thanks for sharing. There's, there's no context. There's, there's no value. And particularly your audience, my audience, you know, if you're a public speaker or you're anybody trying to build influence, those comments are gold nuggets that you are wasting. 
because every time you leave a comment, that comment is picked up and placed in front of your network. So a comment shouldn't say great job. A comment should say something like this, Spencer, great job on earning this accolade. As I've worked with you over the years, one of the key things that you've consistently done is bring value to the people you talk to. As I've listened to this, I can see how I can apply this to my own network and work with my own clients. Thank you for sharing this post, this idea. I'm looking forward to more of your content. In most other social media platforms, your comment, it's going to be what we call a Facebook comment. Good job. Way to go. I agree. Thanks for sharing. These do not bring value to the LinkedIn platform. On LinkedIn, your comment is being lifted and placed in front of your audience and your network. Your comment on somebody else's post. What's critical here is to think about the fact that by simply doing a Facebook comment where you just talk to the author, you have missed out on the opportunity of talking to your audience, to your prospects, your customers, your partners, your, your employees. So comments should be crafted in such a way that you restate it. So oftentimes you'll see me leave a comment that, re so Spencer made a post and I want to comment it on your post, Spencer. I would say, Spencer, and I would tag you. Why? Well, one reason is because you're going to get notified I commented, which you kind of will anyway. But my audience now will be able to hover over your name and it'll bring it up and they'll know who I'm talking to. Spencer, as I read your post, I was struck by the fact that point number three was critically important to customers who are looking to achieve this with teamwork. I can see how this would be applicable across all kinds of industries. I certainly can see how it would be applicable to the companies I teach and coach. Thank you for sharing. I've gained a lot of value from this. That comment now can be used and it's self-contained. They know who I'm talking to, Spencer. They know what I'm talking about, his post about teamwork, and they got a preview or a little bit of my insights into how I'll find it valuable. My network now understands why I commented, who I commented, and what's being talked about all contained within the comment itself. This is, I cannot, uh, Spencer and Christian, I cannot overemphasize the importance of commenting to build your brand, reach out to prospects, bring in new business, your profile views. If you leave 10 comments a week, two a day, on other people's content, not your own, your profile views will jump by 100 to 300% in a single week. I did three yesterday. I did three, is that okay? Three comments, yeah, we suggest either three times a day, every other day, or two a day, you know, for about nine or 10 comments a week. If that's all you did, people will begin to say, who is this person providing this great insight and adding to these, rant, these conversations spread throughout the LinkedIn environment? And it's the best way to build your brand. Yes, we all wanna create content. Yes, we all wanna be influencers. Yes, we want thousands <laughs> of people to look at our content, but, for a few minutes a day, I can get in front of the conversations where my prospects, customers, and partners are already participating. I don't have to drive them to my content. I can go participate in their conversations, and then they will be drawn to my conversation based on the invaluable insights I provide to them. Not selling, not pitching, but adding to that conversation. So I've got a question, and well, I'll take a comment and a question here for you, Richard. So, uh, about the same time that we saw your presentation a few weeks ago, I saw a comment that was posted by an individual, a thoughtful comment, just like you said. And in addition to her thoughtful comment, she had a very interesting 
description in her title. You know, we have our names and positions and things like that. I found it quite intriguing. And so I wanted to learn more about this person. I was quite curious. So I actually clicked on her profile. We ended up connecting and having a fantastic conversation. And now we are looking to partner together on a, on a number of initiatives. And it was all because of A, a thoughtful comment, but also B, uh, the way that she had crafted her title. And I'm wondering if you can tell, tell our listeners and our viewers about how important it is to just create a, an effective title. Yeah, when you say the title, we're talking about the headline is how LinkedIn Yeah, the headline, yes. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's right under your name. The headline follows you everywhere on LinkedIn. When you leave a comment, the headline is attached to your name. When you like something, the headline, when you make a post, anytime somebody wants to look you up, yeah, they can click on your profile, but before they ever click on your profile, LinkedIn's going to use that headline. Now, I work in a different space. I work in the space of tech salespeople and executives who represent some very well-known brands in their space. So one of the things I tell them is your company name needs to appear in that headline. Because if you work for Microsoft and you're reaching out to somebody, Microsoft holds some brand and you want them to see where you fit into their ecosystem. Now that's not always true for solopreneurs or people who don't have a company brand, but they themselves are the brand. And then they can change it a little bit. So for example, Christian, as I look at yours, I love it. Founder, vertical line, CEO at, how do you pronounce that? Reconto? Re yeah, Reconto. Reconto, vertical line, crowdsource your story. I know what you do, I know your role, and I know the value you bring, and you fit immediately into my ecosystem and determine whether I can use you. Now, I see a lot that says, helping customers connect and blah, blah, blah. And they've got this paragraph. I hate that. As right? soon as I see that I, I help match this, that to the other, I'm like, they're, as soon as they connect with me, they're going to sell me. Screams yes. I'm going to sell you. And also it gets truncated after about four words. So unless I actually come to your profile and read that, I'm probably not going to see all of that. Now, in the case of this woman that you were interacting with, she probably had a good description of the value she brings without going this huge paragraph of stuffed words and buzzwords that made, made that work. And so it's important that you realize this is your calling card, but you can't get too verbose. Otherwise, people, like Spencer just said, people's eyes glaze over and they're just like, ah, you're going to sell me something. And I can tell what you're going to sell me. And they could argue, <laughs> well, that's good because now I'm self-weeding out prospects true, but you're not necessarily making a good impression. And so I got to tell you, it's a great question. My advice is split though, because I often talk to a different kind of customer. And so you got to look at that balance as a solopreneur versus a salesperson who works for a company and is trying to reach into a prospect. And that prospect wants to know, where do you fit my ecosystem? And they need to see that in your headline. So did I, I, I hope I answered the question. You know, absolutely. Thank you. I see this as a tool to be able to connect with people and the, the profile, my profile is absolutely key in that process because if I am wanting to connect with people that I could a, a do business with, or I want to build a relationship with, I want them to accept my invitation. And so that's why I think that's important that you don't have that. I'm going to sell you something. It's, you want to be interesting. You want to be somebody that, that they want to connect to. Yes, that's absolutely true. 
and it, and it becomes a, an important component of that whole experience. I got to tell you, talking about LinkedIn profiles, you would not believe how many profiles. Now, again, I look at a lot of salespeople's profiles because I do training hundreds of people a, a week uh, with different companies. I have numerous times seen top producer, regularly exceeds quota, always goes to club every year. And I'll bring this up in front of the training and say, what do you, what do your prospects think of that opening line on your about section? I'm going to close you hard. Yeah. You're my target. You're going to help me get to club. I mean, and when, and I asked the audience who are they talking to, well, they're talking to a recruiter. Well, once you get that job, stop talking to the recruiter, talk to your prospects. And so that's one of the key things to think about on LinkedIn profiles. I think that's awesome. What else are we doing wrong? I mean, I, I think about what about images and video because that's I get a lot, lot of, of the other. I get a lot of questions about that. So, human nature, when we see a stock photo, a professionally produced photo, human nature is to do what we call insta likes. Learn from Instagram. Oh, I see your photo. I'm going to tell you I saw it. I'm going to double tap, give you a like, and I'm going to move on. LinkedIn says, did that start a conversation? No. Was that valuable? No. Are we going to show this to a bunch of people on the LinkedIn platform? No. And so highly polished, well-produced pictures and videos tend to cause human behavior of clicking like and moving on, which is not the behavior LinkedIn wants your content to do. LinkedIn wants people to stop and engage with your content through a conversation and comments. If you have a video that causes people to stop and comment, excellent. The video will do just fine. But the vast majority of video doesn't invite people to participate in the conversation and invites them to go watch it. And then they move on to something else. They didn't stop and comment on the video. Now, here's the irony, Spencer and Christian. My best performing post of all time was a video. But... It was because the content of the video as they watched it caused people to, and then my commentary, I wrote 200 words of commentary about why I was sharing this video. And when people read the commentary and then watched the video, they were drawn to it. I had one person say, I have seen this video a dozen times, but until you pointed out your perspective, I had never thought about it this way. That was what I accomplished. But what you see is people put up the video and they're like, Hey, check out this video. It's great. I, I told you I might do that, but but uh, you got go me. on with your example. I, I told him I was going to do it, Christian, when you were off. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, there's uh, always a delay. I pressed the button. I pressed the button during a break, and it takes like a second to load. You started yeah. your next thought. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> That's all right. Now, what was my next thought? What was I talking about? There was so much to cover. You were talking about the video that you got great interaction with. And that's right. I... <laughs> right. And I shared this. And so I got great interaction because it was there was no words. There were no there was no music. There was nothing. It was just a video of something spectacularly interesting. And I had an interesting perspective on that. So a video will work. But here's the challenge. And I shared this with uh, the audience when you guys heard me speak in Salt Lake City. And I've shared it multiple times. If I was to tell you about this movie, that this great movie, it's uh, about a widower and uh, he, uh, his wife died of cancer. Uh, you never meet her. Um, somebody stole his car and shot his dog. Great movie. You got to watch it. 
And it's interesting when I use that example, because depending on the demographic of my audience, I've seen that movie. Yeah. But some people are like, what is he talking about? But if I throw in Keanu Reeves, then people are like, Oh, we're talking John wick. The problem is so often we use our video intro as nothing more than that type of one line. Hey, this is great content. I talked to, I talked to Christian and Spencer about LinkedIn. You should watch the video. No, I hate to say this, but no, you don't want them to watch the video. You want them to take the content out of the video and apply it to their life. So say, oh, this is a great video interview. Here's what we talked about. We talked about this and here are the three points. We talked about this. Use that space to educate your audience and then they'll watch the video like going to the movie. I got to go see it. May 27th. Uh, what, what, what movie's coming out on May 27th? Uh, well, we've got uh, uh, Maverick, isn't it? Maverick, right. Top Gun Maverick, right? There you go. We're all locked in on that one. Okay. We have I see a question some questions here. Yeah, go ahead. Sometimes I feel like a post is closed for comments and that it is more a statement than an attempt to engage conversation. Is it good to ask for comments or feedback on your post? Uh, Quinn, excellent question because yes, oftentimes people use LinkedIn as a post and then they post and ghost. Oh, here, I'm going to make this statement, throw it out there, an Instagram type post or a Facebook type post. And instead, and then he's asking, should you ask a question? I got to tell you, I am not on LinkedIn to answer your questions. Well, I'm on this call, to, this video right now to answer your questions. But in general, we are not on LinkedIn to answer people's questions. We're on LinkedIn to engage and learn and participate. So if you want my participation, make a statement that I'll agree with or disagree with, but don't just say, what do you think? But if you are going to ask me what I think, here's a secret. Then go into the comments, tag my name, and ask me about my opinion on this particular topic in the comments. What's going to happen? I'll get notified that Quinn mentioned me in a comment. All right, I'll go look. What, what did he ask me? Oh, Quinn's going to say, Richard, I know that you have something to say about this. What are your thoughts on XYZ? Oh, all right. Here, let me tell you what my thoughts are. And now a conversation has started between Quinn and I. But if you just throw out a generic, hey, put in the comments what your thoughts are, nobody's going to do that. We don't have the time for that. We're not interested in that. And instead, give me a reason to engage with you. Right. All right. I'm going to put some self-gratuitous uh, uh, comment up here from my friend Robert Wilson <laughs> from New Jersey. You are the man, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us. Rob is an incredible uh, corporate photographer and, and just a, a great guy. But um, I, I love when, when our guests come on, and, and I think maybe because we didn't start on time. The, I mean, we started on time, for those of you who are listening. I just didn't include this format. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. You have some of the, the same video problems I have when I'm in my studio with my high-def camera. And yeah. uh, it, it just, that's why I have to go with this until I get a, a more powerful computer, <laughs> but it is. Yeah, mine's um, slowing down. I'm getting a big lag here and I apologize about that. No, no worries. It, it, you know, it's, it's the content that matters. Christian, do you have a question? Cause I, I have more if. Uh, yes, yeah. I do have questions. I mean, I could be here all day asking Richard questions because not only does he have fascinating knowledge, but he delivers it in a way that just totally makes sense. A very, very. A succinct way to deliver it. So I appreciate that. He's used to that, working Richard. with technology people. Come on. 
And that actually takes me to my next question. My next question for you is really about the impact of this, because if you are working with executives in corporate America with tech, technology, you know, technology salespeople in, in corporate America, ultimately they're doing this so that they can increase revenues or they can increase sales, right? So what is the impact of doing all this besides just increasing views? You know, in your experience, having worked with so many different organizations, what kind of impact are they seeing from actually driving up their their uh, exposure and connection on LinkedIn? What they're seeing is that you can use LinkedIn to start engaging with prospects and customers. We teach, one of the reasons I teach this uh, technique of getting views and kind of hacking the algorithm to some degree is because it gets people's attention. They're like, whoa, hey, LinkedIn's more than I thought it was, right? 7,000 views for Spencer on one of his last posts that causes you to sit up and pay attention. So that's number one. Number two is I teach in my advanced training how to start using LinkedIn to get prospects to reach out to you, to begin engaging with you. And it's a series of, and it's a series of steps that you take that's completely different than what you do to generate a lot of views. Instead, you're only trying to generate one view. That prospect, that customer, that contact that you want to bring into your network. Uh, Christian, similar to what you described earlier with that woman, who made a post, a comment, and then suddenly you were brought into that one-on-one conversation. There are techniques you can use to begin to build a relationship with someone you have no communication with simply by leveraging the power of LinkedIn, understanding how the algorithm works, but more importantly, understanding how the human mind works. And that is we cannot ignore people who like our stuff, engage with our content, uh, constantly interact with us because I tell people, look, the first time I encounter you, should not be you asking me for something, asking me for a contact, asking me for a connection request, asking me for it to open an in-mail, asking me to take a call, asking, asking, asking. That is not what this is about. You should be have given to me long before you ask from me. How do you give to me? You give me a like on one of my posts. You give me a comment. You highlight me if I'm in the news and you mention me, you tag me. You engage with my, my audience or my other peers. There are so many ways that you can interact with me long before you send that connection request or in mail. And that's what we teach executives and salespeople. I also teach executives that the number one thing they should be doing is going out on LinkedIn and sending a connection request to those people who report to them. It's shocking how many people are not connected to the very people who work for them. And well, this has got to lead to this has got to lead to our topic of today. Really, how do we right. hack this to to develop teamwork? And I just felt a natural progression because that's really what what today was. I actually had an organization in Michigan just tweet our our thing live. So thank you, PMI Great Lakes chapter, because th- this is th- this is what people want to know. How do we generate those relationships internal, not only external? Right. My video is extremely distracting. Is it distracting for you guys? You know what? It's totally fine. Your voice is is great. You, your microphone is great. For those of you on, on uh, watching this live, we apologize. It's my fault. I am in the middle of nowhere in Monticello, Utah, in a public library in the basement. Um, and it's my right. fault because I'm, I'm, I'm driving with my son to Florida and I had to stop just to have this conversation. And Richard is being so gracious to be here so we're going to listen to you regardless of what's going on with the video <laughs> at least you didn't say spencer that you were sitting on the can yeah no. that's it no not there all right so here's what we've got when it comes to teamwork let me give you an example this morning a um a prospect 
uh, is interested in my services. They're a tech company in the security space. And as I was talking to them, they're like, okay, can we get some kind of proof of concept? And I said, sure, here's what you're going to do. I'm going to write some content for you based on your blog and website. I'm going to send that to you. And then I'm going to ask you, you post that and alert your team that you have made this com content and share the content with the team and then ask for their participation on the call, oh, excuse me, on the post. And I said, and then you need to treat it, Mr. Executive, as a live event. For the next hour, I want you to be present on, the, on LinkedIn, engaging with the audience, your partners, your customers, your employees who are engaging with this piece of content. Now, here's the secret to this. We sent the content to the audience beforehand. We sent it to the team. Look, here's what Susan is going to be posting this morning. Here is the topic. Look at the content. Now, please queue up how you would like to participate in this conversation. Now, once it went live, uh, then a, a post was made, a Slack channel, a Teams channel, an email. The post is live. Here's the link. Please add to the conversation. This allows your team to come together to amplify the voice of your message of your company or of your project or the group you belong to or that type of thing. But I need to make a clarification here. There are pods out on LinkedIn, P-O-D, pods. And pods are groups of individuals who've come together for the sole purpose of amplifying each other's content. They are banned by LinkedIn, they are against the terms of service, and they are not good for you. It's, yes, not, authentic. it's not authentic. It's not an authentic discussion. No, it's not authentic. And LinkedIn, if you abuse it, will shut you down and put you in LinkedIn jail. So what I'm talking about here is bringing a tribe together of like-minded people who want to participate in the conversation in a meaningful way. They're adding value no, they're not just saying, good job, I agree. Hey, thanks for sharing. This was awesome. No, those are so blatantly obvious. So what you want to do is you can use an association, you can use your company, but the team can start to work together. And oftentimes the executive can queue it up and then they need to be present. That's one way the teams can work together and amplify the message. And I recommend that you do this about once a week and then you so rotate. This is, this is brilliant. What I'm hearing you say is this is a town hall meeting, basically. Yes. But it's done. Yes. I mean, you think about the work being done today is how, how much of our team is hybrid and dispersed and all around the world. And this is a, allowing us to have that conversation regardless of where people are, which is why this is so valuable. Listen, if everybody's sitting in, in a cubicle next to each other, maybe we could just have that conversation. But the other benefit that I'm getting from this is the conversation that you're having internal can actually become part of your brand and have a, 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 a authentic impact outside of your organization. Absolutely. Because every comment that's made on that post is being pushed out to the network of the person who made the comment. And so if you're a salesperson, the fact that you're interacting with the executive, adding to the conversation about your product launch, the service that you offer, the customer success story is being pushed to the very people you want to see it. And this becomes incredibly valuable. Now, some of your audience, Spencer, might be public speakers. Here's an interesting technique to try the next time you go on stage. And that is to create a post about your topic of and content and put as much in there as possible of what you're about to speak on stage. Spill now, the beans right before I go on stage. Absolutely. And right before you go on stage, 
you post it to your LinkedIn. And you can even say, I'm about to go on stage. Here's my topic. Here's what I'm going to be talking about. Here are the cover things I'm going to cover. Here's the points I'm going to drive home. Now, you go on stage and the very first thing you say to your audience is, look, we are having an online live discussion as I'm speaking now. Here's how you find it. You go to my LinkedIn. I've already posted most of what I'm going to talk about. I would love to have your conversation participating in this. Obviously, I can't respond, but I will when I get back. Please give me live input as you participate with each other as I'm about to present to you. Right? <laughs> Boom. You will now get, so we just did this, I don't, sometime this week, I forgot what day it was, with the National NSA. There were 451 people on the presentation as I was speaking with Tom Singer. Yeah, I was there. Yep. And that's what we did. We had a post go live. Dr. Uh, Lisa, I forgot Dr. Lisa's last name, sorry. But Dr. Lisa made the post. I had, she had crafted it beforehand as a volunteer. The post went live. And then as we were presenting, we encouraged people to go participate in the conversation, just not just in the comments of our dialogue webinar, Zoom call, but actually on her post. She generated, that was this week, it's already crossed 13,000 views. That post are on that topic as I was discussing and converse, conversing. If you're a public speaker, this is a fantastic way to get a, a pseudo live engagement. And then you can go back now and engage with those individuals one-on-one, -on -one, add your commentary after the presentation's over. This is so much more powerful than, hey, we're gonna, I hate to say this on a live streaming call, but hey, we're gonna stream this live. We'd like to see everybody's conversation. Okay, but hey, I've already put this out here. Let's go have a real conversation on LinkedIn that's going to have permanence that people can see and engage with. Okay, well, this comment is pretty permanent and real if I, if I can share it here. Here you go. Sure. Oh, here, this is Quinn again. He says, that's permanent. Some now. of my best thoughts have come sitting on the can. Let's not do I that. I never live. should have said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm oh, no, it's sorry. awesome. No, no. We, let's not do that one live. Uh, we just want to be, we want to be real. Thank you, Quinn. <laughs> that works. That works. Mine's usually in the shower and then I have nothing to write on. Um, so, so I love that this is what, what I'm hearing you say is we're creating conversation and, you know, so often a, a CEO or an executive, maybe you have a large organization and you want to be able to, 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 to connect with, with people in your organization from top to bottom, but you maybe not have the opportunity to meet for half an hour on a one-on-one -on -one interview. This is a way that we can engage around a topic and, and, and get back and forth that can be very productive to building trust and engagement within our organization. And as you say, in terms of presentations, there's so many sales applications, but I love the teamwork aspect is something that I just hadn't thought of before. Christian, what, Absolutely. what's Well, all I'll say is, I, I hate to say it, but we're kind of up against it on the time. And gosh, we could sit here uh, and pick your brain for hours, Richard. But if there's one last thing, uh, you know, one last piece of advice that you would like to leave our viewers and listeners, what would it be? It would be don't hesitate to begin commenting and participating in other people's conversations. Use hashtags to go find topics to talk about. Go to LinkedIn News and comment. Comment, comment, comment. You're not limited. 
LinkedIn will reward you. It'll expand your own message. And it's just a powerful way that's often overlooked because people are so relying on their Instagram and Facebook habits. So the one piece of advice I'm going to reiterate, I can't say it enough. Go participate in other people's conversations with thoughtful, insightful, and contributing comments. That's the best way you can do that. Thank you, Patrick, for, for joining in the, the, the levity and, and having fun. I am so grateful, Richard, and I hope you will forgive me. This is not normally how our, how our show goes. We'll, we'll slice Wait, it together. Obviously, you have to have me come back so we can we, do it the right way. You know what? We will. And, and I am I, absolutely. I am so sorry because it's my fault. I, I'm helping my son and he, you know, I just didn't want him to drive all those miles by himself. And you're so accommodating. And this is so great. Uh, Quinn says, thank you for this awesome conversation. He's actually our, our guest next week. And he is, we're going to be talking about uh, introversion, you know, people who are introverts in, in a team environment. So we're, we're excited to have him next week. But this is, this, every time you speak, I, I am more motivated to use this correctly. <laughs> I, and I have been applying your teachings and you know what this what you have to share my son i was talking to about how i was looking forward to this conversation He's, what makes him such an expert and i said there's been a lot of years of research that has gone into what you've done and it's it's, it's proven and i've proved it personally and you've done it live just like you talked about with dr lisa Thirteen thousand views on the call unbelievable so right the, the point is is we will have you back and and we will dig in even further. Christian, uh, I, I put all the uh, the time on, that we have left on how people can get a hold of our, our guest. Yeah, Richard, uh, if people want to learn more about uh, how you could help them hack the LinkedIn algorithm and uh, use it to their best effect, what's the best way for them to reach out and contact you? I assume it would be on LinkedIn, but I don't know. What's the best way for them to reach out to you? <laughs> it's LinkedIn. It's LinkedIn. They can go to my website. There's a form they can fill out, but honestly, it's LinkedIn. Uh, that that's the best way to, to find that content and stay in touch with me. So Richard Bliss, they just look up Richard Bliss or uh, Bliss Corp. Or yeah, what, they, it, yeah. You, uh, so so I'll be a little. So my website is blisspointconsult.com. My uh, LinkedIn is LinkedIn.com/slash/in/slash/bliss b-l-i-s-s. Uh, if you type in, if you Google me, Richard Bliss, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the number one top thing up there as well as the Wikipedia entry of Richard Bliss, who's the arrested as a spy in Russia. Uh, I just need to tell him that, right? Oh, that, that, heard that? that was an interesting story, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so yes, so my LinkedIn is the best way to get through to me. So that's how they can find me. That's just the easiest way to do it. All right, fantastic. And uh, Spencer, if people want to learn more about you, whether you're in Monticello or Florida or wherever you are in the world, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Today it's it's Spencer Horn, uh, LinkedIn. I'm going to show up pretty uh, pretty high up there. And what about you, Christian? How do we find All you? All right, I fantastic. And uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Uh, just look for Christian Napier on LinkedIn, and I'd be happy to connect with anyone. You can also go to our website, raconto.io, R-A-K-O-N-T-O.io. We'd love to connect with you. So Richard, thank you so much. Thank you for your patience. And uh, as we deal with all of these technical difficulties, Spencer, enjoy the rest of your travels to Florida. And uh, 
a reminder to our viewers and, and listeners that we have a fantastic guest uh, next week. Quinn will be joining us talking about uh, introversion. And I'm super excited about that because that's speaking to me. So we'll catch you. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. We'll catch you next week.